Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Show Me Motivation. Friday morning, TGIF, and it is absolutely gorgeous outside. I totally don't want to work today, but I've got to pay bills, make some money, and I am here with Miss Ashley P. So hello, Ashley P. What is up, my peeps? How are you? Happy Friday to all of you out there in the podcast land. So um, we discussed before the podcast, you know, each day we want to bring you value, um, some entertainment, and hopefully we've been able to intersect that today. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance with uh, uh, my story that's coming. Uh, so it's not really adult oriented, but it's interesting for sure. So what we decided, we are going to let you inside uh, something interesting that has happened to our life that maybe not a lot of people know. And I'm going to give the floor to Miss Ashley, ladies first. Tell us a little bit about a uh, story of yours that uh, people would find fascinating or interesting. Oh, my gosh. So my life is literally just crazy town. I was just talking to someone this morning about I wish I could find some more hours in the day where my children are asleep, but I don't require that much more sleep. So if I could just do that, if somebody could figure out how to work that work, that would be really, really awesome. But we're going to time travel back to I want to say. This is probably one of the most embarrassing things. And it's funny because it's carried over into my adult life as well. But when I was, I don't know if it was in fifth or sixth grade, one of my friends, her older sister had gone to some third world country on a mission trip. And she was, I don't know, probably 20 or so at the time. And she had come back and she was giving a presentation to our school, our entire school, which consisted of uh, fifth and sixth grade. But we were, you know, like a class of like 60 people. So there's about 100, 150 or less people in this gymnasium listening to this presentation about, you know, the, the issues with third world country and all the uh, things that they struggle with. And so she's we're all sitting down in this gym and she's telling us the problems that they're facing and relating it to our lives that we, you know, don't have it so bad. So she asks, it's, you know, silent, completely silent. She says, who can tell me what it means when they don't have a lot of money? They don't have a lot of resources. They don't have the things that we have here in America. Do you know what that word is when people are really um, living below the norm? I'm like, I know this answer. I freaking know. The poverty poverty line. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So I shoot my hand up. I'm like, I got this. I'm the smartest human being alive because I know this word. Shoot my hand up. And she calls on me. And I stand up real proud. And I said, puberty. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. Did I just say that out loud? course it's fifth and sixth grade when that's like a hot topic you know at that age so I am completely embarrassed beyond any measure I knew the word was poverty but puberty was like the word that was uh sticking in my head (laughs) and so she was like and all the teachers I'm sure their faces were just white as a ghost (laughs) and rolling laughing Because they're sipping on a little whiskey <laughs> in the little flask as you go hey, on your field trip. There was always the a rumor about one of my sixth grade teachers having a little flasky poo at her desk. And she's an older lady and she was crazy as ever. But we all were convinced that she was taking a few sips in between her lessons. But anyway, she, uh, anyway, they uh, embarrassed, embarrassed me beyond belief. I embarrassed myself. And they didn't. And to this day, like, I think that's always been kind of something that's in the back of my mind. Like, oh my God, if I say the wrong word. And I occasionally in my live videos, I'll slip up and say something wrong. And I'm like, what an idiot. Like, you knew better than that. <laughs> and so it's kind of stuck with me through my adult life. But now that I uh, have, I do a lot of public speaking now, I'm like, I finally am starting to overcome that. And if I do, you know, I just roll up the punches and I laugh at myself and everybody else laughs at me too. So that's one of my um, more childhood embarrassing moments. <laughs> Okay, well, I've got, so now that just, I turned from one to two for me because you just <laughs> triggered a memory that I'd totally forgotten about. So, um, if you remember like in, you know, junior high, you had, 
you know, these groups like, uh, you know, Teenado, you know, Teenagers Against Drugs and Alcohol and all, and uh, uh, I'm thinking, I'm forgetting the others. But anyway, we were going to Worlds of Fun for this Teenado field trip in the, in the spring. And, um, you know, of course, that the, you know, I was in uh, uh, the uh, troublemaking cool group and some of our buddies, some of my buddies happened to bring some alcohol. Now, remember, this is eighth grade. This is eighth grade on a teenage field trip to Worlds of Fun. field trip. (laughs) Right, right. So, um, of course, you know, sitting in the back of the bus and, you know, being too cool for school, you know, start sipping on whatever that disgusting stuff was. It's probably gin, you know, and I was like, oh, but anyway, long story short, um, one of the, you know, the, the, the good girls in the class that are probably, you know, like brain surgeons now and saving lives saw us and she, you know, you know, tattled on us. And, um, we put it away and, uh, fast forward trip, come back Monday morning in class, you start hearing the overhead pages one at a time, one at a time of each person coming down to the office. And, and I was the last person to call. So think about you're going through like several hours, several periods, like, you know, freaking out, you know, as an eighth grader that, oh my gosh, you know, my dad is like really funny and, a, and um, kind of the lovable pervert, but man, he has got like a, like, you know, he stares right through you. You know, he's got these like ginormous fat claw of a hands that, you know, would lay a haymaker on anyone that, uh, you know, crossed him. But anyway, um, of course I get paged and I go down and Mr. Hamilton was the uh, disciplinarian of Jeff Jr. at the time. And if anyone's listening that, uh, was at Jeff Jr. Uh, at the time, you all know the story well, uh, but I was sitting in Mr. Hamilton's, Mr. Hamilton's office. And, uh, this is when I decided that, man, maybe I should try being an actor. Um, I go into this rant and, you know, sure, you know, Mr. Hamilton, I just don't know what my father would do to me if I get you know, suspended. I was like, I, I, I admit I had, I, I did have a sip, but you know, Mr. you can't suspend me. My life will be over. I will literally die. I will literally die. And, um, you know, he comes over and consoles me. Cause I'm like, you know, you know, shaking. Cause I am a little bit nervous knowing that my dad would like, you know, these are back in the days, even though you're 30, you know, they, hey, you go pick a belt out of the bedroom, man, and just go ahead and whoop that ass. You know, it's just, just the way it went down, you know. Um, I was the only person not to get suspended out of the entire group oh that was drinking. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because he was fearful of my dad. Now, fast forward uh, to the following uh, Six Flags trip, had another incident uh, that uh, transpired where uh, a kid punched me or kicked me in my um, nether regions and uh, I put a pretty good whooping on him because I was threatened and my dad I told my dad about it you know it was like hey you know it's likely you know, I'm probably going to get suspended and I told him what was happened well I was wearing shorts and I actually had a big footprint right on my crotch region where he kicked me in the in in the uh oh my gosh and um yeah but unfortunately i like i i i I probably went too far on the whooping stage but anyway my father my father says if you get get called down to mr nolke's office don't say a word i'll be down there and so you know my father is always of the uh, opinion to always protect your family no matter what you know for right or wrong you always protect your family so i you know he you know asked me to tell the story and i told him what happened and he was playing these uh you know those pitch baseball where you like guess your speed mm-hmm. and he had won a hat and i wanted to check out the hat so i pulled it off his head and the little ring of the little snap-ons were around their head and so people around were laughing which embarrassed them and so had therefore i get kicked so um 
you know, Mr. Noki kind of stepped in his own uh, minutia, if you will, and said, if your son was threatened, it would be a different story. And it just so happened that my father had the pair of shorts that I was wearing and showed the footprint on my crotch and proceeds to tell uh, things you probably shouldn't tell a principal of your school. You know, my dad's you know, has no filter. And so he, Mr. Noki kind of loses control a little bit, wasn't able to keep his composure. And, uh, you know, I had some, some expletives that came out of my mouth as a eighth grader. And as I was leaving his office, I slammed the door open so hard that the two pieces of artwork hanging on his wall came collapsing down. Uh, so that, uh, that uh, one, it was one story, but, uh, since we got a little bit of time, the most interesting one was in 2013. Um, I was flying to Playa del Carmen, Mexico with my best friend, Josh. And, uh, you know, we had upgraded to the front of the plane. You know, they quote, quote unquote, call it first class. But on these charter flights, it's not first class. It's just chairs that are closer to the front. So we're sitting there getting ready to take off. Um, and all of a sudden, this enormous... Uh, police officer, probably the biggest one that I've ever seen, comes on the plane, and we are literally sitting in the front two seats. And he goes, "Could I speak to to Michael Patron, please?" And, uh, officer, I'm Michael Patron. Son, come with me. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Uh, so he, as I'm walking, he grabs my neck like he's escorting me to, you know, you've got the jetway, and as I look in, you've got two officers halfway down. And two other officers at the entrance of the walk walk bridge in, or at the um, jetway, and he goes, "See, you're trying to escape the country, huh? <laughs> we got you. You're you're going away. Uh, you're not going to make this flight, buddy. And you may not make anything for a long time." And I'm sitting there. I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about, officer? Like, what? I, I don't have any idea." And it's like in a scene of the movie, you know the. The door from the side opens up and just, and all of a sudden this guy in a blue jacket says FBI on it, comes up um, next to me off uh, Detective Fuentes, I'll never forget <laughs> yeah. that face, and uh, starts, you know, rattling off, you know, trying to, you know, you know, out of the country, these poor women and children, like, you know, this guy had like murdered and did some really bad oh, stuff. Wow. And I'm like, Oh my God, do I have like an alternate personality? Did something happen that I don't know about? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm literally terrified out of my, 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 my arms are shaking so bad and uncontrollably. Uh, it's, a, it's never happened to me. That, that, uh, and I'm like, officers, I mean, uh, detective, it's not me. I, it's a mistaken identity. I promise you, it's not me. It's not me. Sure and, it is, buddy. Uh, they kept questioning me for like, they kept questioning me for like 40 minutes. Now, I'm standing right outside of their, airplane with everyone on that jet probably <laughs> staring right at me like what the hell is happening to this guy because it was a plethora of agents and cops uh anyway i overhear uh up to like the the jet bridge a little bit them giving a description of the person that they're looking for now i do have a full sleeve tattoos now but then i had no tattoos and um, I heard tattoo come out of their mouth, literally, and 0.2 seconds, I was down to my underwear, turning around, like, you know, like, shuffling my feet, going, see, no, see, no tattoos, no tattoos, it's not me, it's not me. Um, and, but to add fuel to the fire, my buddy Josh, who's kind of a smartass, he goes, what did you do, Patron? Did you bring freaking a bunch of cocaine and a firearm on this no. plane? Because you're trying to escape the country. I'm like, dude, shut that <laughs> up, bro. This is serious, you know? Um, so anyway, they finally realized that, you know, it wasn't me, but someone had gotten a hold of my social security number and, like, stole my identity, and I fit the profile oh, of no. this guy, you know, size and build. And so I enter the plane, and, I like, I don't know if you've ever been so nervous and, shake, and, choke, and shook uncontrollably, uncontrollably, but that was the moment in bless the stewardess uh she handed me three of those little bottles of vodka and says do you want something to mix with it and i'm like no and i just chug these three little things just to calm my nerves but it even gets better we are on the same trip 
and we go parasailing. I've never been parasailing before. And, you know, it's a tandem we're up there and, you know, Josh has done it before. And he was like, bro, we've been up here a little bit too long, man. I was like, I don't know. And then, you know, cause we're the, the normal tra- trajectory changes. We're kind of like going back and forth and dropping in. As soon as we get close enough to see the uh, rope had come loose from the tether. Someone actually dove and grabbed a hold of the rope to save our lives. <sighs> Um, and, and started pulling the rope in and they had to get, you know, every time we dropped, they had to get out of the air so they could pull more and pull more and pull more and pull more. Well, now think about, you know, a five or a six story building, um, and basically just falling straight from the sky. Boom. We hit the, we hit the water and the parachute had wrapped all around us. Now we have, you know, life jackets on, but panic kind of starts setting in there so i'm trying to find my way out and finally i find the opening at the top i pull my head out and breathe and you had all these boats that had merged and dove in to rescue us now the funny thing is is they take us back to the dock and the people on the boat actually hopped on another boat to finish their pail of sailing parasailing i go are you guys <laughs> crazy did you see that we yeah. could have died i mean like legitimately could have died so there there's my uh one, two, three interesting stories of many in the life of uh, of Michael. Well, Patrick. you're you so, leave a much more yeah, entertaining that, life than uh, I do. My life's really not that. I don't, either that or my memory's terrible, which is well, my, very true. So, well, my 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 life is pretty boring now. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> how we get older and our life is so boring. <laughs> it's way more entertaining. I mean, yeah, you know. You know, I've had to pay off. You know, uh, you know the uh, you know a, a policia in uh, Mexico for just urinating oh in public, a hundred American dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, yeah, you do not go running the beach at late at night completely oh, naked. Oh no my reason. word! I never happen. was yeah. wild like yeah. that. I, I bet I was. I just don't remember it. either. That or I've just completely wiped it from my memory. But um, yeah. okay. Uh, well, you you talk to without naming names. You talk to our mutual friend in St. Louis and let him tell you some uh, <laughs> okay. some of the story the stories. All right, all right. Shifting to some important topics. Um, let's let. I had a conversation with someone recently about joy and happiness, and I would be curious from another woman's perspective of what you think the difference is when it comes to enjoying your life. From joy and happiness. Oh gosh, from joy and happiness. I mean, what's the difference between the two? Uh, is there a difference? Do you feel like there's a difference? Uh, absolutely, I absolutely. Okay, let yeah, me hear your sure. thoughts on it. Maybe that'll resonate with me. Okay, well, um, I think that you know, personally, like happiness uh, uh, can be fleeting. You know, you, you know, as I said, like life is a struggle. You know, you have, you know, um, you we are all human. And, you know, and as I explained last time, you know, if you're taking, you know, life is a linear plane, you know, and this is just, you know, monotone and just, you know, existing, you know, the upward trajectory would be happiness and the downward would be not happy. Um, and why the happiness is fleeting is that, you know, uh, environmental situations, personal situations can, you know, pull away that, that, the happiness you have, you know, I mean, everybody, in my opinion, unless you, you might be in a novelty, you know, that has days, a day of where they're just not happy, you know, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of stress or anxiety, or there's so much going on that, you know, they're not able to breathe and take in the moment uh, and find that happiness within because it become, it really does come within, you know, there's no you know, external factors that can bring you happiness, um, you know, but I think it's fleeting because it's, it's cyclical. Now, joy, on the other hand, um, you know, is, you know, I, th- I think it's correlated when you're having a true moment. And I think I may actually just said that backwards. Um, but joy is when you, you know, your children bringing you joy, your husband bringing you joy, your um, businesses bringing you joy. It's because what you love to do. So that brings you joy um, on a regular basis. Now, 
you know, inside of that, with that joy is that, you know, the pressure to get things done, but you thrive in that pressure, which, which brings you joy. Um, you know, when your husband comes home from, you know, being on a long trip, you got that brown chicken, brown cow joy that just is ready to, to, to um, you know, happen. But I just think that, you know, happiness um, can be fleeting and joy comes from the things that, you know, we're passionate about the things that we care about deeply that brings you joy and, and escapism and whether it's, you know, sports, or if you're going to binge wit, Ben, or uh, binge watch stranger things or whatever, as the world turns or whatever your thing is that you have these uh, routines in life that bring you joy. Um, your thoughts. Um, I don't, I understand par- partially what you are saying, the difference between them, but I don't really know that I could, I could separate the two. I mean, obviously there's days that you have, you know, your Debbie Downer and you just wake up in a really bad mood and it just goes to crap from there. But like for me, I really find joy in my work, in my fitness. I really enjoy that. And it also, it also makes me happy. Like I, I have a hard time separating the two of those. I feel like they're very synonymous because I don't really have things where, I mean, I, yes, there are things that are fleeting and, and bring me happiness, but I don't necessarily think that they, it would be a separation of joy and happiness for me because I think mostly because I'm so content with my, and I say content, but that's a dangerous word. Very, it's a very, <laughs> I, as soon as I said that, I was like, Whoop, hold the phone. That's not the right um, I, I am so in tune with yeah, growth. Well, yeah. And I, and I just find joy in the process of everything that I do, because if you don't, oh, I love that joy in the process. Yeah. I'm actually going to write that down because if you don't that. find joy in the process, you're going to be miserable. You, there's obviously going to be bad days, but if you can't truly look deeper than the, the struggle, which the struggle you get. I've done so much personal development, so, so much personal growth. And I know that you have too, that it's, it's to this point where I find, I don't find joy necessarily in the struggle, but in the journey to learning about things. And yes, there are times where I'm like, Oh my God, if I could just freaking figure this out, that would be awesome. You know, but, um, but the process, what about, I'm sorry, because I'm old and I'll forget it, but the joy part of that is when you are doing like research or learning about a subject. And then you get yourself put in an environment situation where that, that thought triggers mm-hmm. and you're able to articulate yeah, you can apply it. something that you just learned and you're just like, Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, it's just enjoying, enjoying the journey, enjoying the process and finding the passion and joy in that to me is, is happiness. That probably I was probably talking in circles right there, but uh. no, no, but no, that's I, I I can I can understand that you know uh, I just the conversation I was have having was just you know I feel that there is a maybe it's I think they're linked, but I think that there are they are uh, linked separately, you know, like um, and I wish I could articulate it better. I actually happiness have is short term and joy is long term. Yeah, yeah, I think I think. Yeah, I think that that would be a a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, I am happy, you know, all the time. You know what I mean? Like I have my days. You know, I'm human, but I choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I choose to look at life um, from a half full perspective and see the best in people, and um, it brings me happiness when. Uh, you know, I've used as a research uh, resource, excuse me, in my professional career when, you know, someone wants to know about X, Y, or Z, and I'm able to deliver that and articulate that answer in a way that um, it relates to them that makes sense. Um, and that's really a part, you know, and you know, this as being an entrepreneur and a business person is that you very much have to be a chameleon um and understand people and body language and behaviors to make sure that you're conf- you know you're conveying your message in a way that res- resonates with them um and that is uh you know that's just something that comes with time and practice but 
you know, you might you might be right. I mean, yeah, they they may be more interlocked. Um, you know, I'm not than I originally, you know, thought. Well, I could you know? totally I mean, that's, be that's something. talking up the side of my mouth with that, but that's just like. Well, no, but I, I think I think, but yeah, I think you're I, I I think you're right, and you know, would you say like you know being you know if we're making a you know contrasting and comparing the two. Like happiness, would you classify happiness as, you know, having your sons, home, your cat, your husband, and, um, you know, eating as a family dinner, whether it's, you know, on the go or whatnot, but you have some time when you guys get to spend some quality time together, um, you know, in a more personal sense of that bringing happiness uh, you know, and marriages are and relationships are difficult. It's a struggle, and you have your good days, your bad days, good months, mm-hmm. bad years, but decades, sometimes a lifetime that you know people are just super unhappy, but stay married because it misery loves company. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding, guys. If you've been married for as long as my parents have been, they've instilu- institutionalized in marriage. You know, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves if they ever did. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think maybe maybe it's more. Would you say that happiness? You know, while it is related professionally, but it's really that 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 family time, that unit when you get to do things together. Um, your husband can take uh, a bear some of the responsibility that you're like, oh, I'm so happy, I don't have. To yeah, do I mean, that. you you and know when those did. times happen because you kind of feel that. Um, what's the like gratitude? Yeah, but you feel this like sense of you just kind of it's like a a feeling that you get where you're just like like you said, ah, oh, like. It's per- like things are so perfect like this. I wish it could be like this all the time. Yes, completely. Right, right. And then the, the traditional mindset goes to, well, then fuck, tomorrow I got to go do this and this. It's like we don't stay present in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, we are similar as that, you know, my mind runs a million miles per hour and I have notepads and, you know, five by seven post-its and all that stuff all the way around my house, you know, you know, keeping my thoughts organized as they come in. But um, yeah, I mean, that's something that I probably just for me, the difference between joy and happiness, um, you know, what brings you, I should, it should be what brings you genuine joy should have been maybe a better question. Well, the, the thing that you said uh, you about know. work versus family and that kind of stuff. I think for me, it's different because I have, I've been in that place where when I worked in healthcare, you know, being in the ER or helping someone that was really struggling or, you know, just helping them get through the process. Or I worked in a pain clinic for a long, for many, many years of my career. And just seeing the, that was my favorite thing about that was seeing the transformation of someone coming in extremely depressed in so much pain. They weren't living their best life by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't their life by, they couldn't even recognize themselves because they were just so miserable and then transitioning from that to getting feeling better where they come in instead of coming in their pajamas and their slippers, they came in with actual street clothes on and they had their hair done, maybe makeup on and they were happy because they felt better. And so that was very fulfilling for me and gave me, um, gave me happiness, but, or joy, I don't know which one I, they're really synonymous to me, but the difference between that when I was working for the man, if you will, versus working for myself I can't differentiate the difference between my family happiness and my work happiness because my work is my family happiness because the whole purpose behind my work is to eventually get to the point where we the lifestyle that we lead now when I say that I'm not talking like you know driving a g-wagon which is my ultimate dream car for some crazy reason um you know, and remind me off air. Let me remind me to off air to talk you out of the reasons <laughs> why, even though it is it is a complete badass rig. Sure and if is. there was one, um, uh, that yeah, it is. But it, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, My husband I digress. I'm so ridiculous for like he's like that's that's what you would pick. I'm like I don't know why. Just like to me that screams ultimate boss babe. Anyway, um, I really think like a like a Chevy Sonic would be the awesome boss babe, like. You know, something along those lines, or like, let's just go like the like Gremlin. You know, let's, let's rock the old school Gremlins. No, um, I'm a modern gal. Yeah, we need like a Lambo <laughs> or something. 
suicide doors. You know, I could totally just give me a 1976 Pontiac Trans Am 66 with the gold bird, black with the gold bird, and I'm happy as pig and poop. See, we go opposite ends of the spectrum here on this one. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) back to like I lead my work feeds into my family, and so my and and we're a cohesive unit at my house. My kids are completely involved in my business and you know my business is about women and a lot of it has to do with cosmetics and skincare but it's very normal behavior around our house to see me walking around with a face mask on you know doing a video or something like that or talking to women and empowering women my kids don't think anything of it now if they were to go to their friend's house and their kids would you know see me like that they would think I was totally crazy town but it's normal for my family and that's they know that if, if mom gets to do her thing, then ultimately we get to do our thing. And so we, it feeds my, my joy and my passion are synonymous with one another. I love it. I love it. Great. And I, you know, when someday when you become old, like I am, I had a really brilliant question to ask, but between the time it came into my head, it already left. So how old uh, are you? If I, I'm 43. You're not old. Yeah, you know, I I feel like I'm 25. Right. Um, but I pay I pay for it the next like yeah. several days if I decide <laughs> to go out and have fun. Maybe 25. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't quite recover recover like a 25 year old. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, there is, um, and I forgot to do this earlier, and uh, I want to try to bring some of you know quotes to uh, our webcast that. Uh, or a podcast webcast podcast that uh, uh, has meaning to me. And one is by Aristotle. And um, he said, you are what you repeatedly do. Excellence is not a habit. It is an act. So um, yeah, there you go. You got to create better habits for yourself each and every day. Uh, it starts with little things in mm-hmm. my opinion, and you work to the bigger things. Uh, you know, it is habits. You know, we all For have sure. them. I know like, you know, I have my habit, like yours is coffee in the morning. That is like your addiction habit. Um, you know, don't hate me guys, but you know, my coffee in the morning, uh, would be a Mountain Dew. Oh but my lord, cut... you did not just say Oh, that. it's oh, you were yeah, talking to I the know. queen of a hate a for fit, pot. A... I know, oh, I know. That's lord. why I totally broke it out. I wanted to see some attitude come you out. You got my blood snap, boiling. Snap. I got I want some snap snap fingers. Uh, but you know the brilliance is, is I found at the grocery store these little tiny, like six ounce cans that and probably so cost twice as I much my... as a big bottle. It doesn't matter, but I allow myself, <laughs> I allow myself two a week, so I don't think oh, that that's well, too that's bad. Not terrible. And I mean, then I drink, I drink water all day at my office. Um, you know, yeah, the that, that's another you know that's a whole turn and tide. I mean, I can you know, it's really tra- changing my. Uh, I don't like to call it diets, but just my eating habits and. I'm really getting in, you know, listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. They talk about this intermittent fasting. I love uh, that. That is really, really, really mm-hmm. um, um, like, yeah, that makes sense. Why not? You know, let's do it. So, uh, yeah. So it, uh, um, I don't eat until noon and I give myself an eight hour window and then eight o'clock I stop and then I don't eat until noon the following day. Mm-hmm. And I just try to make a little bit you know healthier choices and just obviously duh michael you know you've got to burn more calories than you take in i mean captain obvious obviously but uh um but when you get to when you get to become when you're older your body just doesn't want to uh, do what it once did so i disagree with uh, that honestly well testosterone therapy for men uh in their 40s i had it tested and um, basically I might've had no, just might as well had no testosterone in my body. The average man should be, however they measure it between six and 800. I was in, uh, I was setting records, man at 127. Yeah. So, you know, which, which leads to a lot of things, difficult sleeping, uh, check. Uh, so, I mean, there was so many, you know, uh, check marks that, uh, and I was on the therapy back when I was married to the devil. Um, and, <laughs> And I hope she's was, listening. 
Oh, I hope she does too. But you know, I mean, you can see her. She's got horns. Popping oh my out. god! Like I'm her. so and glad I've never been divorced. And when and when she's beast, it's just like this fire just <laughs> that comes out of her mouth. I take you it, know. you guys. If you're li- separated, if you're listening, well. if you. Oh, oh yeah. Let's see. Um, November 9th, 2016 is when I asked, and uh, we were divorced January 3rd of 17. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, uh, yeah, it was a great learning experience. You know, hey, I had the privilege. I had the privilege. She had a one year old uh, and an 11 year old girls when we met, and the youngest was diagnosed with autism at two and a half. And it was the most challenging yet rewarding experience of my life. Sure. And I, from, you know, I have, you know, I'm an old fart now, so I'm not going to have kids, you know, I'm not going to pass on to Patrick. Wait Legacy. a minute. And Wait I got on, and I got on my nephew's ass about, dude, you've got to carry the torch. Cause if you don't have kids, the name in here. Uh, and they, yeah, but wait a minute. What were we saying? Um, wait a minute. Okay. Do you know how old my husband is? Uh, 67. <laughs> Close. No. So I am 35. <laughs> And my husband is going to be, let's see, he'll be 20, 22. He'll be 47 <laughs> this month. So there is almost a 12 year difference between the two of us. And yeah, he, like, he's in incredible shape. I mean, if you guys have ever seen a picture of him. Oh, I've seen, I've seen like the Photoshop six pack. Oh and, yeah. You know, right. All that other stuff. <laughs> you know, it's all photoshopped, yeah, right. you know, you know, it's just really, really it's good. Just at contouring. It, you know? Women don't got. Women don't want men with six no, packs. They no, want a teddy bear no. to cuddle up to. Yeah, a lot of people will say yeah. that, and I call bullshit. <laughs> because yeah, it's a gas. T- it's my gas tank for my sex machine. Come on, it's maybe, it's all you know good. What? Like maybe that's the reason that you're still single. You ever think about that? Maybe you ought to try go come to the dark side. Well, who said I was single? <laughs> oh, hmm. I need updates. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, maybe off air or something um, like that. But, um, but I'll tell you, uh, you said uh, testosterone but, levels you think that it's just so much harder when you're older. My husband, you know, he played baseball forever for 13 years and he still like, you know, plays with his teams and stuff like that. Um, but right. But is he also, isn't he also bald? Yes. He is. He was bald and he, when he was in male pattern baldest. Oh, his that, whole family. You know, right. But that means he has skyrocketing testosterone. Did you know that high levels of testosterone? Is oh, I, bl- I, I don't question insane amounts of yeah. testosterone and that so basically you're saying he wa- he, he walks around at 47 with like an erection of a 21 <laughs> look honey look I look look it. i can hang a towel out i got a hat look you know you can die you can you can take a you can dive off this one <laughs> oh my god so uh, i'm yeah, so sorry um, mom <laughs> <laughs> sorry mom you know I, I can be a little inappropriate but it was funny it works <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was not where I was going. Yeah, your your husband your, your your husband's listening. He goes that you're damn right. It does. <laughs> he's walking so, around with his chest puffed out right now. <laughs> yeah, he's puffed out a little brown chicken, brown cow. You know, get a little Marvin Gaye playing you in the background. Yeah, I'll show you my testosterone. Uh, the <laughs> and I got three more just like him. Uh, oh Lord, help me! <laughs> oh goodness, uh, the the videos are the best when you have your littlest one out there. He's a nudist by uh, nature and just loves to pee outside, man. Yeah. You don't even have a restroom for him. Just put a little outhouse out there. Seriously. Put a little little potty sitting in the grass and, you know, he's good to go. He uh, goes to preschool this year. And it's funny. We we live in a really small farm town. And the teachers, my other two kids have also gone to this preschool. And the lady that's a teacher there is a farmer's wife. And she goes, we can always tell when the farm kids come to school because they all go outside and pee. (laughs) No, it's a, it's actually just a precursor to, you know, when he becomes you know a teenager and they start experimenting with alcohol. My kids not He's going to be the guy. <laughs> he's going to be the kid that, that like pisses in a closet oh, or yeah. like on like a coffee oh, table that he thinks that. is a restroom. My oh my see? god! See, hold on, wait a minute. Case okay. in point. I have to go I off topic for one second. So my youngest, my nudist, three years old, three and a half. He woke up from a nap the other day and my oldest used to kind of, he had night terrors and would sleepwalk a little bit. And the youngest doesn't have night terrors, but he woke up from a nap the other day and he was like rubbing his face when he came out of his bedroom and you could tell he was like trying to wake up and he went, he wouldn't talk to me. He went in the kitchen and he straight up pissed in the cat's food bowl, thinking it was the toilet, filled it up with pee. All of a sudden from the other room, I hear this like, and it's a metal cat dish and i hear this noise i'm like he's peeing in there 
I go in there, of course, his pants are down around his ankles, and he's peeing in the cat food. And then he went back to his room and went back to sleep. I'm like, oh, do you think God. at all that like laughing and videotaping it encourages him to pee? I don't know. He, but I do it from inside. So, I do it from inside where uh, he can't yeah. pee. I get onto him. Right. Uh, you were probably the one that started it, you know, out in the lawn. I got it. <laughs> hey, neighbors. Uh, hey, get the shoe we uh, out. So as we come to close, uh, the you know, we had talked about this uh, before, but, you know, what was the transition like? Because, you know, we talked about both being people pleasers and, you know, lacking self-confidence and just super insecure. But when did that transition, you know, happen from? Um, caring about what people think to not giving a flying fuck what anyone thinks about you whatsoever. Oh, How was that transition for you? Gosh, it was. I don't know that I necessarily had a day. Look, that's actually not true. I, I did a like I said, I've done a ton of personal development over the last three years when I started my business because I was just in that place where I had no confidence, like we had talked about on a previous episode, I believe. But I got there was one pivotal time for me where I'd always read about don't care what people think don't care what people think don't care what people think and that's easier said than done I mean you can't just snap your fingers and not care it just doesn't happen like that right right and plus you've got people your 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 so your close inner circle you know the the people that mean a lot to you of course that's you know there's but anyway go ahead I sorry that's okay I I do live videos on Facebook and Instagram. And I, there was a point in the very beginning of my business and this was, um, it was in January. I don't remember the exact date, but I, I know it was in January, two years ago, I did a video and it went whatever you would consider viral. It went sort of viral where I had, it, I don't know, it's got like ridiculous amounts of views on it. And it was nothing right. different than what she I had. had. Seven, she had 17 views. Right. It was so <laughs> viral. Super viral. Um, I don't even, I, whatever the classification is for that. I don't know what's viral now versus then is very different, but I was doing nothing different than what I would normally do on my videos. And I was doing a makeup tutorial and all of a sudden my views that were live went from like 30, 50, all of a sudden it shot up. I had over a thousand people watching me currently at one time and it stayed like that. And I was like, what is happening? I'm like going viral. I don't know what is going on. I you forgot to put on a shirt. Or, right. You know, forgot in quotes. Um, <laughs> but all of a sudden, these trolls came onto my video and were like ripping me to shreds. They were pointing out every single thing that I had insecurities about to begin with. And they were like, oh my gosh, her nose is big. Look at how awful her hair looks. She needs to get her roots touched up. Like, I mean, just like picking me apart. They're like, you talk too much. You like, just being as rude as possible and I was very fragile because this is the beginning of my journey in my business and it it freaking got to the and it just got worse from there I mean they were like saying terrible things like go jump off a cliff and stop doing these videos like it was a nightmare and I was in tears after I got off and the in the comments and the views just kept rolling after I was done being live they just kept going and it was coming in so fast that I was doing damage control and deleting comments as they were coming in but it got to the point where I couldn't even keep up with it because it got so bad. <clears throat> and it was just, there are these groups of people that do this on purpose, like they're troll groups. And when one person finds somebody doing a video or something, they will send the rest of their community to this video and they all attack this person. And that's what it was. It was total ambush, but I couldn't keep up with the damage control on it. And I was in tears. And at this, this point I was still working my job in healthcare and I had surgery the next day. I was in, I didn't have surgery, but I was in the, I was working in surgery <clears throat> and I, I was, I cried for two days straight. My husband had to come to my job and like calm me down because I was like, I was so embarrassed because everybody in the public sees this and sees what people are saying about me. Like I couldn't even face public. It was like a stoning in public. Right. And I just was so completely flabbergasted by the things that people were saying about me. And I'm, I'm one of the nicest people you will ever, I will bend over backwards for anybody. And I just couldn't even believe that this is happening to me. And he, I can't even remember what it was. He said to me, he's like, who freaking cares what strangers on the internet say about you? Why does this bother you? Why do you let this happen? Like he has the right. toughest skin because in baseball you get heckled and you know, he had to <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they boo oh, you yeah. when you come up to bat. So, um, it was, that was the turning point for me where I officially made the decision. Like, why does this person that I don't know from Adam 
have any right to speak into my life and tell right. me these horrible things about me. So for You're me, right. you have, that was it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was it. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, that's, I mean, that is so, uh, first, if you haven't, I'm, I'm transitioning a book, the four agreements by Miguel Ruiz, like basically hits that exact topic. Cause you have no control what others say, mm-hmm. but the most important piece of what you just said is that when you have haters, it's because you're doing something important. You know right. what I mean? That people are recognizing, you know, people don't hate just to mm-hmm. hate. Like you, 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 you are bringing like value and you're going to have those naysayers that do it. You know, I thrive on it. I had an instance um, when, you know, my like Facebook stuff went, went kind of viral and I was posting on a public site and there was a you know, woman that had some real hateful stuff to, to say. And, you know, I just laughed on the inside cause I just didn't care. But of course my younger sister being the, you know, the, you know, she's got a very a type dominating personality and uh, she just like goes off on her on Facebook. How dare you talk mm-hmm. to my brother like that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I, I messaged her. I was like, Laura, it's, it's beautiful. It's okay. You know, that's the great thing about this country is everybody has their own opinion and it's just one less person that I've got to compete with in the world because they're wasting their time with the negativity that they will never be a productive, successful part of society mm-hmm. in okay. my mind, you know? Yeah. Have you ever and, heard the uh, analogy you know, of the crabs in a bucket? I have not. Okay. So this is really quick. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is really important for what you're talking about. <clears throat> if you ever think about, you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket and one crab starts to crawl the bucket and escape. What do the other crabs do? They grab onto that crab and pull him back in trying to get over top of him. And that's exactly what society does. Yeah, that's actually, I like that analogy. That's, uh, that's very good. Like for me, it was, it was kind of instantaneous, man. And it was, you know, and I shouldn't say instantaneous, you know, when, you know, I journal a lot and was like processing information, you know, in my head and then adding the four agreements and the untethered soul, you, you know, it's, it's, you know, why waste the time and energy for people that bring no value to your life, you know, um, and, you know, want to support and make you a better person and all this other stuff. And it, it, it they really just, it's, it's very challenging in today's climate with Instagram, Snapchat, yeah, yeah. Facebook, you know, whatever they have, you know, the next thing is, and especially with younger people that are so impressionable, you know, when they're, they're, they're rating their value based upon the number of likes that they get, the number of comments and engagement they receive, which, you know, just perpetuates itself down the spiral. And, uh, you know, no, don't get me wrong. I'm human. I fail. There's sometimes that I, you know, someone says something and it has an impact on me, but, you know, through, you know, the training of like having that emotion come in and releasing it and letting it go is, is an important practice that I think people should learn is, you know, like have that emotion, but then release it and let it go because those uh, douchers have no effect impact on my life whatsoever. And, you know, when you start having haters, it's because you're actually starting to do something that makes a difference in people's lives and, misery loves company and so they're looking for that group of people that will pile on you know it's the the mob mentality you know it's uh um and it's i don't know for you but for me it was very liberating it was just a yeah it was this burden it was just it was just like you know and i you know i'm not a disrespectful person at all but you know i just you know I don't care. I know who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm secure with who I am. I, I, you know, um, you know, I'm confident with who I am. I'm a work in progress. I know I have my flaws. I know I have, uh, um, uh, things that I need to work on, but you know, not giving an F is, is key. And, uh, but I know that uh, both of us kind of have to start to get the, the, uh, day started, uh, want to say thank you to all of you who have supported us thus far, starting to build some momentum. Uh, you know, if you find value in our podcast, uh, you know, our mission is, uh, you know, a show me motivation is to grow inside out, you know, and be a practitioner here and really, um, 
you know, find topics and subject matter that, you know, is important to all of you. And I would encourage, you know, Ashley has the she unit um, or you can messenger. Can they yeah, message absolutely. you directly on messenger mm-hmm. on, on Facebook? Um, you can message me, Michael Patron on Facebook. Is there some topics that, you know, of interest to you or questions that you have that well, we can address uh, while we're talking would love to help, you know, whatever stage uh, you are in life, you know, whether it's just a little kick in the butt professionally to you're struggling in some areas, you know, um, you know, I've been there, done that, and had a little, you know, unorthodox uh, method of, you know, changing my life. But, you know, everybody is different. Not one thing is the right way. And uh, open your mind, unzip those, uh, uh, unzip that brain and, you know, take it in. But uh, anything you have to, to add, no, Ashley, this before is awesome. we go? And, um, you know, honestly, I came into today with, I was kind of feeling defeated because I have nine bajillion things on my to-do list today and I was feeling overwhelmed. And this is so much fun. I enjoy doing this a lot and I knew that I would and it really brightened my spirit. So just thank you to you for helping me uh, get out of my negative Nancy overwhelm mindset right there. But yeah, I love it. And yeah, no more negative Nancy. That's, 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 that's There was that's no joy that we, that and we happiness can't use there. negative yeah yeah we got to bring joy and happiness to the podcast (laughs) no no no. but uh hey you all have a great weekend tgif to everyone please if you had find value it'll be on itunes podcast it'll be on spotify anchor there's a bunch it takes a little bit of time but uh, please listen to it share it on facebook tell your friends about it um you know we want to uh, dominate this market because I think that we have some stuff that uh, if you would agree, Ashley, that we can bring value to you all. And um, I think we're going to top just so many different topics that we can yeah, cover, you know, you know, we're going to talk about raising three young kids uh, under the age of what, eight, 10 under the age of 10 next time. And, uh, the inability to get, I'm just kidding. Well, we don't talk about that, but you don't want to know yeah. about that. <laughs> have, have, have a, <laughs> have a great weekend. Get out and enjoy the sun. Get out and play. Get some vitamin E on your face. Uh, is it, vitamin e. E. That's vitamin, vitamin E, right? E. Is it D? Vitamin D. D. See, <laughs> I'm old, you know, my brain doesn't work very well. You know, like I said, you know, I can remember my childhood, but I can't remember what I said. <laughs> five really, this ago, is so. a scary combination. Uh, <laughs> um, have a great day, Ashley. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Peace Go out. Go crush it. Be good. Talk Bye. to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.